it's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? You know, when we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do I get the show into all the apps people like to listen to? You know, best of all, how do we like to make money off this podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to to podcast right away. In fact, that's what we're doing right now by reading this ad. You know, I like to listen to, to my scary podcast during the week while I'm at work. And man, let me tell you, it just gets me in an extra zone so I can keep working all day long. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. another episode of the high sports podcast and sports are back so we took a little bit of a break to just enjoy the overload of sports for a while but boy has it been a weird weird comeback for sports are they back or are they just kind of i don't know it's weird i don't think they're back <laughs> i think they're just surviving absolutely so to get us started today we're going to be talking about the, the the one successful well one of the successful quarantine comebacks the nba right now the bubble in the nba so much going on so much happening so much happening 24 7 you got the literally 24 7 sometimes you gotta go (laughs) sometimes things happen in the depths of the night that shouldn't be happening that that little uh snitch line it's it'll get it'll get some people uh magic city especially got some good wings out there (laughs) and some good thighs and some good breasts too from what i hear absolutely well let's get us started and uh in the east we'll go ahead and just start with the easy one we already have the whole East figured out. Um, it does end, like the playing games end, heck. Next Friday. I yeah, believe, next yeah. Friday, next week. So we're almost there. Um, but DJ, what did you got? What do we got in the East? What are we working with? From the East, one thing that's based, the things that stuck out is, just going to go down the list, looking at the teams that have made it. Milwaukee, still the best team in the league, arguably. Toronto, the best coach team in the league with the best coach in the league, arguably, if not the coach of the year, potentially, and Nick Nurse, in my opinion, he's at least one or two. And playoff Kyle playing like the good playoff Kyle. Yeah, that's a dirty Kyle. <laughs> Boston, 
honestly, kind of what we thought. Not quite as good as those two, but probably the third best team in the East. Really comfortably well coached. Kemba's dirty. Jason Tatum's really good. Jalen Brown's really good. They're just good all around. Yeah, definitely. Miami, sleeper team. They have looked really good in the bubble, honestly. And if Jimmy Butler didn't get hurt, I think they'd be pushing Boston a little closely for that three spot. I mean, they're three games back, so they're probably locked into that four or five seed. They're tied with Indiana. Yeah, I definitely question, though, how much Jimmy Butler's actually injured versus his injury. Like, I think there's a little they, – they know they got this four seed, and they're like – They're tied with Indiana, so, I mean, if they – they might drop to the fifth seed. I mean, like, I, they know they're confirmed for a playoff. I mean, I'm just saying, if I'm a coach and I'm I'm exper- as experienced in the playoffs as Spolster is, I might think about sitting my superstar. He might be in. He might be hurt, but I don't. He might not be injured. That might be why they're sitting him. Who knows? And you get Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Bam. I I'm not even gonna say his last. Autobio. Bam Bam, yeah. most improved <laughs> player in the year, arguably. He's looked. They've had a. They have a dirty squad. Like I don't know if they're beating Milwaukee, but I think they could contend with Portland or Boston or any of those other teams. Yeah. And the previous he's mentioned Indiana with. We're going to talk about the best players in the bubble, but Indiana's got Michael Jordan twenty twenty out there. TJ Warren <laughs> averaging thirty five points a damn game. Wonder if the Suns kick themselves yet. Well, we're going to talk about the Suns, dude. Don't you? <laughs> then the sixth seed, seventy sixers. Ben Simmons getting hurt. That kind of i think kills their chances of pulling too much of an upset especially because it looks like they'll play boston boston's too well coached to let just joel Embiid and al horford beat them i mean yeah, i'd be you, i'd be surprised luck. i'd be surprised if they beat them in a series brooklyn they're basically in here by default i mean they're not hey, beating. they they beat the crap out of the kings to get their playoff spot so and it got it got kevin durant a million dollar bonus just for getting the playoffs it doesn't make any sense but whatever they're, they're good but they're not quite there because they don't have the kevin and the Kyrie tandem yet and we don't even know if that'll work honestly but yeah like, it's true they're a good squad and if those two click like we think next year oh boy here we go but for this year good squad play a squad orlando they're just in because the wizards are terrible yeah the wizards looked awful they right. they should not have even entered the bubble it was like they had some decent players like thomas bryant and hachirama like they had some pretty good players yeah. i just butchered his name i don't yeah know. hachimura hachimura it's, it's okay Michihana, whatever you want to call him. He's, they have some good players, but they don't have – Bradley Beal wasn't playing, if I'm not mistaken. If he was, he didn't play the last couple games. No yeah. John Wall. Like, they, they did the smart thing going for that lottery pick. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, you lose – I hate to say it, but you lose Jan Burtons, and that was your one your one guy coming into that. You're like, oh, he was having a good year. You're like, oh, no, he's yeah, it's, not going to play. Like, oh, crap. I think they were just in the bubble, and they're like, yeah, we're not really trying. We're just going to get our sea legs under us and get ready for next year, which yeah. is smart if that's what they did. Definitely, but no, I agree with everything you said on the on the East. I mean, it's Milwaukee's really Milwaukee's playoff to lose in the East. Anybody else that thinks they have a chance, I'm, I'm sorry. Have you met Giannis? Yeah, have you seen the, what that monster can do? He is the best player in the East, and it's not really close. And honestly, the way they put the rest of their team plays, they complement him really well. Chris Middleton's still underrated. I mean, yeah. he's not in that Giannis, Jimmy Butler, Kemba, maybe even Kemba Walker type tier. Joel Embiid. But he's in a consideration like a Victor Oladipo, who's arguably a top five player in the East. He's in that conversation as like the second tier. Yeah, I mean, I like uh, you know we've talked, we've had lots of conversations about Chris Middleton on this. Pascal podcast. Siakam's another guy I haven't talked but, about either too. Pascal yeah. Siakam's been dirty too. Yeah, Chris Middleton, man, I, something about the way he plays is just so complimentary. I don't think he'd do well by himself, but I think in this situation, it's perfect for him. He's. He's fantastic when he can kind of just I don't want to say run and gun because he can do more than that. But when he's when he's your when you have two guns and he he's a good like a if anyone's played Call of Duty Zombies when you had the single pistol you start with 
by itself it's kind of trash but when you pack a punch you get mustang and sally shooting the shooting the grenades <laughs> that's kind of what i see with him and Giannis. like Giannis by himself can obviously be a grenade launcher no problem but chris middleton by himself is just a pistol where with Giannis, he turns into mustang and or sally yeah seriously that was a, that was a really long comparison but i knew i was going somewhere with it yeah no you got there you got there at the end but so that's I mean that's the East that's kind of what we expected that's we talked about at the beginning of everything pretty cut and dry I mean it was kind of there's three legit teams at the top with one being significantly the favorite and then two three other teams competing with them yeah and so now on the flip side of things you jump over to the West and you're looking at you know you have your top five you're kind of like okay these were expected Lakers Clippers Nuggets Rockets Thunder the order is a little surprising I mean the yeah. two at the top are surprising Denver's done really well and took the spot arguably from the Rockets I thought the Rockets were competing higher for that third seed but. They've just looked pretty good in the bubble. They haven't looked great. Yeah, and then the Thunder, Thunder sneaking in there at five is Chris Paul. You He's Bravo, a, you dirty, dirty man. I know here. the MVP races. They've already eliminated. They've already narrowed it down to just three as the top three finals. But if they went to five, CP 3s got to be in that fifth spot, if not fourth. Like absolutely, he's he's turned that team around. I mean, Steve, he's complimented Stephen Adams where when Russell was there, Stephen Adams complimented just like, oh, don't worry about me. I'm the team guy. I'll help Russ out in big plays. CP3 is like, no, no, Stephen, you're going to ball, sir. You don't have a choice in this matter. Exactly. But now jumping in at six, you got the Jazz, which I'll be honest, I kind of thought that was a little low for him. Um, but after them being the reason why we even had to shut down the mm-hmm. NBA season, Rudy Gobert. And also Rudy Gobert being the one that scores the first basket coming back. Who, I love that. That's go perfect. figure. Uh, but yeah, no, they did a great job coming back from that and wrapping up that six seed. They uh, did honestly look like trash for most of this bubble, though. Like, yeah, they're, they're they, not, they not looking good. They are so offensively inept sometimes. Like, they need a, a Lamarcus Aldridge or a second score just to go. Because when unless Donovan Mitchell's dropping thirty five and Rudy Gobert's giving you twenty and fifteen, Joe Ingles can't be your second best scorer. And this is what I kind of talked about before the season with Mike Conley coming in. You're like. Okay, which Mike Conley are we getting? Are we getting assist Mike Conley or Conley that can score 30 and get you buckets? And it turns out we are just getting assist Conley that's kind of not even fully there. Like, he's good, but his best years are way past him, and he's not really a take-over-the-game type of guy. He's the ultimate complimentary point guard, similar to CP3, just without that little bit of extra gangster in him. Absolutely. And then uh, I got to I gotta, gotta stop for a moment and say that this number seven seed that clinched the playoff spot already, I didn't even think had a shot. Um, already are 30 games above what I predicted. I will say they're in the uh, seventh seed that I predicted as they yeah. seventh seed, so I'm just going to... Um, Luca, I'm sorry for questioning your godliness. Kristaps, um, I'm sorry for questioning you too. Uh, but yeah, the Mavericks clinched the seventh seed like super easy and just it doesn't make sense. Kristaps um, is coming back playing really, really well. Uh, more, most importantly though, Luca. We talk about top players as a bubble. He's got to be in this conversation that we'll, we'll get to gonna, later. We're going to be talking about Luca here real shortly. <laughs> But then at the eight seed is where things get a little crazy. You have the currently the Grizzlies hold it, with, barely. <laughs> yeah, barely with the Trailblazers right on their tail, along with the Suns, the burning hot, flaming white hot, red hot, whatever you want to call it, Devin Booker leading the Suns in the bubble, the only team that is undefeated in the bubble still. Like, would you have predicted this is the team that's in the in the bubble undefeated? Okay, before the season when we did our predictions, I had them as competing for the eighth seed, but not like this. This is not how I intended it to go. I just said like, hey, maybe they with Devin Booker and DeAndre, and they. Can be. This is not what I had in mind though. No, this not is crazy. All. I did not see think they'd be the best team after the restart, arguably. Yeah, and notice what's the craziest thing about this? You're sitting here looking at and telling me the Grizzlies, the Blazers, and the Suns 
Okay, the Grizzlies, I thought, had an outside chance of making the playoffs. You're one of the few on that one outside of Memphis. Yeah. And, and it was literally just the outside of all outside shots. I didn't really expect much of them. The Trailblazers, I thought for sure, would be in the playoffs. I thought they would have been locked in as a 6 or 7 seed when we made the predictions. I and then know. the Suns. Well, okay, we all kind of thought they'd be the Suns, but we all wished more for Devin Booker. We all well, wanted them to be in there for Devin Booker, but we were not putting money on it. Exactly, and you're just sitting here telling me that these three teams, one of these three teams are going to make the playoffs, and it might not be the Trailblazers. And you're telling me two of these teams are going to miss the playoffs. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. The bubble, the bubble's done crazy, and we're not even talking about the Spurs, the Pelicans, and the Kings, who are literally mathematically eliminated at this point. Not even mathematically eliminated. They still have an outside shot in health. Yeah, that's, that's true. They Although have, your they, Kings, unfortunately, they are they're eliminated. I yeah. don't care what anyone says. They need everyone else to lose out and them to win out, and some weird. They need some weird shit to happen. Yeah, and that, you know that's the the weird thing that's going back to the win percentage and not just uh, the win losses. Um, this this does open up a whole different ball game for the eight seed. Exactly, and New Orleans, they're a young, talented team. They've really overperformed a little bit this year. But Zion Williams, they need to figure that out. They're that's not working. Like he's well, not playing. He's injured, and then he's not injured, and then he's winded, and he's on a minutes restriction. Like yeah, I think this whole season, him getting injured early on really hurt things. Um, I'm just really. But I do think the worst thing that happened for the Pelicans was them. Was the entire COVID issue? Uh, they were rolling before the COVID issue. They're figuring things out, and then boom, it hit, and it's just like now they come back, and it's like, what's going on? I will say they were rolling because Brandon Ingram looks like that former number two pick that the Bla- that the Lakers wanted him to be, and they kind of were probably thinking, damn, we should have kept that guy, and maybe we should have kept him and made him the untradeable one. Like he was a true legit All Star this year. Yeah, definitely. And Lonzo actually looked like a point guard running the show this year, not just like a dude with a weird shot. Yeah, and, and yeah, he did before the before the bubble, but now in the since the bubble, I've Lonzo is a little rough, a li- little more O than Zo. And then Ingram is still good, but he's not dirty, dirty. I mean, yeah, he had he had, he had he had two games early, and then that was it. He had two of those All Star games and a couple of mad games. Like he's still good, but they're they're fine. They're young. They overachieved. I think Zion Williamson was a luxury for them this year, and. I don't know. I don't hate Zion by any means, but I don't know if he's quite as dirty as everyone thinks he is. Everyone says he's transcendent, godly figure. I see Blake Griffin, I, yeah, which is I mean, really, really good. It's not mean. I'm just I, saying. I see. I see a slightly better Blake. I think see a slightly more polished than early Blake. Uh, where, you know, he added his jump shot. There is that aspect to Zion, but I don't know what's going on with Zion right now. He just doesn't look. It's weird when they're saying like he he is on an exertion limit at nineteen years old, twenty years old, and they're like, oh, as soon as he starts exerting himself too much, we're taking him out. That's kind of weird, especially when he looked really heavy. He looked, which is funny because they said he came into this the bubble even lighter than he started the season at. Then when he left and came back, he suddenly came back like fourteen Popeyes biscuits heavier or something. I don't know (laughs) what happened, but he was he wasn't he has a little burst and then he's trotting along like. I, I don't know. I just be, think he just looks uncomfortable, honestly. Like, I don't know what it is, but he just does not look comfortable right now. I will say they'll be fine, though. I mean, he's still a very young, good player. From what the small bits we did see him, he was pretty good, honestly, this year. I mean, he for his, like, per 36 minutes bullshit stat that people like to randomly make up, he had good numbers for that. So they'll be fine. He'll make all-star teams. He'll probably be an all-star next year. They'll be competing for a playoff spot next year, whenever next year actually is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But so, who do you got finishing at eight? Who's your Who's your pick for those three teams really competing for it? Well, I picked them to be in the playoffs before the season. I picked them to sneak into the A seed when we did this before the bubble. I picked them when we did the preview during the bubble. I'm going to stick with the Blazers, even though that loss to the Clippers really kind of did kind of hurt them a little bit. I think they really that game would have put them in the driver's seat. Now they're just kind of in the car. 
Yeah. You still got a few more games. They can make it right. You still got top five. Of the teams competing for the eighth spot that aren't already clinched, you have the best player if out of all of them in Damian Lillard. Yeah. You have probably the third or fourth best player in CJ McCollum. I mean, obviously Devin Booker's number two. And don't forget about Bubble Mellow right now. You know, the, the, we're going to get to Bubble Mellow. Bubble like, Mellow yeah. is out of his mind right now. Bubble Mellow has been the ultimate third complimentary piece, especially because Nurkic is hit or miss. He's like, wow, look at Nurkic. He's like, oh, wait, Nurkic, that looks like the guy that LeBron put in a body bag at you. Yeah. Like, what happened? <laughs> Yeah, that it, you know, I I definitely don't blame you for going with the Blazers, but I got I gotta say, momentum is a bitch, and uh, it does really wonders for you, and at the same time, it can hurt you. Uh, and right now, riding the momentum is Devin Booker and these Suns. I don't see them cooling down right now. I don't see them cooling down either. I think the Blazers are going to win out, and Phoenix is probably going to win out, which I think that'll give the Blazers a slight edge, basically. Yeah, I think they'd end up a little bit percentage ahead. And that's if they went out. But the one thing that, that's looking for the Suns is they had the easiest bubble schedule coming into this, mm-hmm. and it continues for the last week. Um, so we'll see We'll see how the Suns can pull this out. Uh, I, for me, I, I want to see Devin Booker in the playoffs because I think in a, in a seven-game series, that is not a man you want to match up and try to get a best of four against because he's the guy that will be like, you're not winning tonight. I will score 60 if I have to. He's the type of guy who could steal a game at any – he's one of those few guys – well, not few guys, but he's one of those guys that can steal a game no matter what the situation. He could just steal a game. Yeah. In my opinion, he's one of the few young guys that has that quote-unquote Mamba mentality, the actual Mamba mentality, the one where I will take the ball and I will score on you and I will not let you score on me. It's crazy because, like, the last few years they always talk about, like, oh, best young players under 23 or whatever the number they randomly pick. And no one ever really talks about Booker. They're always like, oh, he puts up these numbers but never wins. He's winning now. And suddenly you and I have been big Booker guys, so this isn't exactly hindsight. We were preaching his name before the season. Yeah, definitely. We we always like Booker, and we just hate the damn Suns for what they did to him, basically. Exactly, yeah. I I mean, I kind of wish the Suns ruined players in general. I mean, look at, what, Jason Kidd, Stephon Marbury, uh, Fucking Charles Barkley, well, Kevin Johnson. I don't know if they killed those two. Now. Steve Nash. Oh no, Steve Nash. They made Steve Nash's career. But yeah, Shaq, did. Shaq got injured once he went there like seventeen times in two seasons. He was already he was done before he yeah. got there. Like they they tried to make a big man run and that doesn't work. I I will say though, like it's it's awesome to see Phoenix in this position. I, it would be. It's also crazy to see John Moran leading the Grizzlies there too. If Jaron yeah. Jackson doesn't get hurt, they might honestly. They'd probably be the favorite for it, but with Jaron Jackson going down, that's a tough task. I mean, they had the biggest lead coming into this. They just – they're – Injuries. Not, Injuries they're, and momentum, man. They're just a year – they peaked too early, I think, and with the bubble and the restart, I think that did not help them as much either because teams are starting to be like, all right, this is kind of what they like to do. And they don't – as dirty as John Moran is, he doesn't have quite enough games to just be like, get out of my way. And I'll say the one thing before the season that I talked about with Iguodala and them and him leaving, I think that – Leaving in the fashion that it did, that kind of spurred them to be a little better than they actually were. That like to unite themselves. Yeah. yeah. That was the, oh, you all think you must have forgot, just yeah. in the backwards sense, more or less. Like, he's like, oh, so that's what you think, Iggy. Yeah, so that's, that. you think we're nothing. All right, we'll, we'll go make the playoffs while you just sit the bench and don't do anything. Then then he ends up in Miami and makes the playoffs comfortably and actually yeah, so, but, so everybody wins somehow, but. Well, so working off of Booker, we'll go straight into our top bubble players, DJ. Top five bubble players right now. So we just talked about Booker. I mean, there's nothing more to say. He's possibly the best player in the bubble right now. I, 
best scorer might be in my opinion easily oh 100 the clutchest player with the shots he's hit i mean that drain over Kawhi and paul george paul george needs a quick contesting people at the end of games <laughs> paul he's, george just goes somewhere else just he goes at the bench he's a, one of the best perimeter defenders in the game but in crunch time just get him out of there he is bad luck for whatever yeah, and that's just it this is bad luck for paul george it's not like he's doing anything wrong he's like guarding a guy five feet beyond the three-point line and you're like okay he's got him shut down oh wait never mind He's really conscious about not fouling, and I think a lot of those elite players are like, he's not going to foul me, so he's not going to block my shot, so I'm just going to shoot it and ignore his hand, maybe. I don't know. I'm reaching here, but like, there's there's like a two-minute montage clip I saw on Twitter of people draining shots in his face in crunch time. I'm like, wow, damn, really that long? Yeah. How did you – anyway, not, not the trash Paul George. He's still fantastic. Sadly, half of them are from LeBron when he was an indie. Yeah, or Dame last <laughs> yeah. year. So Devin Booker is one of them. TJ Warren slash TJ Jordan slash Michael Warren, whatever you want to call him, the – leading scorer in the bubble if I'm not slash the, the reborn maniac from NC State yeah right? like he's an absolute freak of nature so far and it hasn't stopped he did it to the Lakers just recently too dropped another 36 on their heads he's yeah AD had a terrible game today against him and that's just oh. AD's one of speaking of AD he just missed my top five because minus today's game he's been a fantastic he's carried that team because LeBron has not looked good by any means whatsoever he's looked pretty okay He's looked, he's looked good defensively, but he offensively he's looked inept. Def- I wonder if that's why he looks good defensively is because he knows his offense is struggling. So he's like, okay, I'll play defense. Or if his yeah. offense is struggling playing defense, I don't know. But AD, AD's been a stud. He just missed my top five. Luka, my God, 30, 36, 19, and 14. I mean, yeah, almost had 20 assists to, in today's game against Giannis. He's, he's outstanding. He's I don't know if you call him a point guard, a point forward, a shooting guard, a Luka guard, whatever he is, he's the – one of the best at it he reminds me of a weird combination of lebron and cp3 he's a little more physically mismatching like lebron but he shoots like cp3 especially with like a step back to create a little space and he has the vision that both those two do as well those three might be the best as far as seeing the court in the game they can hit any pass on the field at any on the court at any time after after that i got damian lillard even though he did just miss those shots against the clippers Still had 45-12 and 12 a few days ago. He's helping will this team into the playoffs. Well, not into the playoffs, but you know what I mean. He's willed them into a chance to get into the playoffs. So I have Damian as my fourth one. Fifth one, I want to put Anthony Davis here. We just mentioned it, but I'm going to go with Pascal Siakam instead. Simply for no other reason than he's the le- they thought those that team was going to be trash after Kawhi left, and the combination of him and Nick Nurse has put them into the second seed in the East and considerably a legit threat to Giannis and the, and the Bucks. And the reason I didn't put Giannis on this list is because he's doing the exact same thing he's doing before the bubble, like which is still a top two player in the league, maybe top one. Yeah, I was just top. My list is mostly guys that stepped up their game in a different way once the bubble started. Which, yeah. as good as Damian was before the bubble, it's like, oh wait, this is playoff against the rock against the Thunder last year, Damian Lillard. Oh, let's not mess with this guy. No, yeah, definitely. I like the list. I got to say, um, I got some 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 very similar looking players in there. Mm. Uh, obviously, Devin Booker is is in the top five. Luka Doncic is playing like a god. Um, but there's a couple that I'm just trying to throw in there. Just one 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 because of his name, and it's it's honestly the greatest name ever. And he hasn't had a really bad showing either in the bubble. But Shake fucking Milton for the Sixers. Literally a guy named Shake Milton. Like how can you not root for a guy named Shake Milton? But anyways, no, he has actually had a wonderful game. Um wonderful time in the Sixers, you know, in the bubble. Um but you know, not not that great, but he he was shooting 50% from deep beyond. 
in his appearances. So you kind of got to be like, oh, okay, hold on now. Um, but yeah, and then you know, you mentioned him, T.J. Warren. What? How? <laughs> when? Where? <laughs> so I mentioned the, the Spurs earlier. Like you know, this is a guy that got drafted by the Spurs and, and sat there on the bench for him for what three years of just doing nothing really, and ended up on the Pacers for chump change, and. Oh, by the way, he's alive. We found him. And not just alive. He has a, He's the monster. So he took all of Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, and Michael Jordan's skills and put him into one. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's crazy. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I don't know. TJ Warren's just been so outstanding. Um, and then the other one, I think, I don't know. Uh, I'm torn between Michael Porter and Gary Trent Jr. Um, Michael Porter, two 30-30 games. And then there's Bull Bull on his team who has just been outstanding. But then – really kind of fell off the last couple days which is sad because it's only like a couple weeks long so you can't really fall off in a couple days but he did um must be getting dunked on by chris Tops. that that might get it get it done for you yeah that'll take your soul real quickly <laughs> but gary trent jr for the blazers coming off the bench being in a fourth third fourth option along you're with Melo, like you're just like oh wait what who's this guy and why is he not missing where did he come from? Yeah, so uh, not not too bad there. So, I mean, my I got, I got actually like a six player list, but still, it's 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 like a five A and B with Gary Trent and Michael Porter Jr. Exactly. So. Question is now we've seen the top three finalists for a lot of the awards. Who do you think is getting MVP? You got Giannis and LeBron. I can't I, even remember. I think the third it's one. I, honestly it, it's probably Kawhi as the third one, um, but I think it's going to be just like I picked before the season. Giannis is going to take MVP because. Well, yeah, like you said, he's doing the same exact thing in the bubble that he was before the bubble. So, Exactly, and honestly, I think Giannis has been the best player in the league this year. LeBron's been fantastic, not taking anything away from him. But this is, this is the year of Giannis, just like last year was the excuse me, year of Giannis. It's, they're not including the bubble stuff whatsoever, so they can't hold that. That won't be held against LeBron. By the way, it was Harden. That's oh, okay. I, Harden, I'm not even thinking about Harden in this one. No, not at all. Is he just it, no? Just no. Does he even live in the bubble? Like, is he even in the bubble? Yeah, I mean, he's had some. I haven't seen. He's him. had those random like forty-point <laughs> games where he travels and hits threes and then gets fouled. You know. Oh, are. okay, all right, all right. So it's hard. But I think it's Giannis. If LeBron gets it, I really wouldn't argue too much. I mean, average like twenty-four and ten, whatever it was, with like eight rebounds, like the ultimate quintessential Magic Johnson type point guard with the athletic ability. So yeah. honestly, I'm picking Giannis because he's been the ultimate dominant force on both ends of the court the entire year. But LeBron's not far behind. I mean, I will say it's a shame they're not including the bubble performances because guys like Luca could easily have made a name for themselves. Dame as well easily be in that top five list for this for the bubble. One hundred percent. Like they could have catapulted themselves into that three or four spot. CP three if they could have climbed, kept climbing. Like you never yeah. know. Like so anyway. So then defensive player of the year, the Stifle Tower, Rudy Gobert, who's managed to block the entire season so he's got to be involved in this somehow yeah i don't think anybody's taking anything away from rudy gobert in mm. saying that you have single-handedly defended the whole season but and I'm not everybody's you, records as great as that is it doesn't count for this award <laughs> and then anthony davis who's in this every year and Giannis as well which yeah i i don't want to say i won't vote for Gian. i would i wouldn't vote for Giannis because honestly if i had a vote it'd be hard not to vote for him but then you mean really when you look at this the only thing that keeps the Jazz in games is their defense right now, especially in the bubble. Like up, but even up until that point, Rudy Gobert was holding teams with what 
three, four blocks a game, something like that. I think it was like two, but he, it's the shots he challenges yeah. that really make the difference. It's stupid. It's, it's just what he can do defensively is just nuts. I wish he had any offensive game whatsoever other than catch and dunk. Or catch and baby hook shot from two feet away, <laughs> yeah. which should be a dunk. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, really, I think it's Rudy Gobert's to lose this year. I think I'm going to go with Giannis on this one since the Bucks are the best defensive team in the league. The differential, he... I think he was leading the league in blocks at one point. If not, he was right up there. Isn't he up there in steals as well? Yeah, because he can guard all five positions legitimately. I mean, if you're one of these elite point guards, let's say Kemba Walker, since they match with you do not want to see that seven-footer guarding you on the perimeter. Like, Ooh. oh, I can blaze by him. Oh, wait, his arm is literally – you can't run around him. His arm wrapped around me twice and got the ball. I don't know what to do, guys. I may be, I may <laughs> be able to catch the step, but he takes one giant deer-length stride, and then he's back in front of me again. Look, all I got to say is Kemba would not hit a single step-back game winner – against Giannis no matter what he's gonna have to get an extra four feet of separation with that step <laughs> yeah. and that has nothing against Kemba that counts for Kyrie that counts for Kyle Lowry that counts for all of these point guards no to me Kemba is the king of the step back game winner I'm sorry it, he, he cemented that in the NCAA championship the game winner yes the step back in general Lucas Buda he's okay step well, well we're not talking to the the, the the god from Europe over okay. here I'm just saying step backs Lucas in that conversation with him Look, if work. I wanted Thor Odinson to be my champion I would pick I would pick Luca we're talking about non-traveling step backs <laughs> Luca and at the top of that list <laughs> but yeah no that's it that's definitely yeah and then coach of the year it's Budenholzer Billy Donovan and Nick Nurse it's hard to argue with any of those I mean I hate to say but like for me I hate to go against Nick Nurse this year like yeah okay you're coaching the the reigning champions but you're that's doing not it with, the reigning champions dude, you're doing it with a very big hole in your roster named Kawhi Leonard like he's not there and you're still the number two team in the east and you're still coaching your team better than anybody else. You're getting Kyle to perform like Kyle. Pascal Siakam's gotten better. From yeah. Us. Like, they're the best coached team in the bubble right now, in my opinion. But I think I give it to Billy Donovan. Just because you look at that team after they traded away. Let me phrase it. After Damian Lillard took their soul and they destroyed everything. <laughs> you looked at him like, oh, all those draft picks are going to be so good in a few years. Oh, wait, they're the fifth seed. You got Chris Paul or what we thought was the ghost of Chris Paul. Yeah. Steven Adams, who we thought was just kind of a rebounder who stops fights with his pure intimidating presence, and a bunch of young cats that are look and De- Danilo Gallinari. Like, oh, they'll be <laughs> yeah. they'll be a fun team. Like, we maybe they'll compete for the AC. That we'll see what CP3 can do. They're a legitimate playoff team. Like, they were in the playoffs before the bubble started. All they had to do was basically not lose every single game. Yeah, no, that's true. And, and honestly, I, I mean, I said stuff about the Thunder. Like, I thought they they'd make they sneak in with CP3. I didn't think they'd be a solid five seed. Like. The CP3 and Billy Donovan, if they've transformed this team, considering where they were supposed to be and where they are now, like we all thought, the Raptors would still be a playoff team. We thought we were thinking maybe a five or a six seed somewhere in there yeah. because the East is very top heavy. In my opinion, is those two Bolden Hoot, Buden, Bolden Hooser, sorry, Bolden Holzer, Bolden Holzer, Jesus, I'm struggling. <laughs> obviously, he's done a fantastic job too with the way he's done with the Bucks, but you. You have the best team, and he's obviously a top three, but I think those other two have just done something different. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I like what Billy Donovan has done. Uh, I still hold a little bit of a grudge against Billy Donovan because he did so much dirty work to Auburn in all those years when he was coaching Florida. Okay, fair enough. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, I mean, I got to give him credit because, he first of all, he made the step to the pros. Secondly, he coached two of the hardest coached players, hardest players to coach in Russell and KD. At the same time. Yeah. And then he had Paul George. And don't forget, and, KD booked it after they choked away the 3-1 lead. So yeah. It's clearly Billy Donovan did a good job that first year, and then you yeah. have your guys book it. Yeah. And you and Westbrook, you, the Westbrook show for one year where you're not 
no one thinks you're going to beat anybody, but at least Westbrook looks cool and does cool stuff. And then you get Paul George, and then you get blasted out of the playoffs by a goodbye waving Dame Lillard. And, and the- oh, wait, by the way, there goes Russ. Oh, wait, there goes Paul. Oh, shit. I got CP3. Man, he didn't look too good last year with the Rockets. What am I going to do? Hey, 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 Jokim, remember when I made you famous? Hey, uh, hey, hey, teach me how to do that again. And mm. he just came out. And by the way, yeah, I am not joking. He did make Jokim Noah famous and Al Horford famous. And yeah, for the Corey Brewer. Yeah, and, Corey Brewer. Like guys that didn't that are that are fringe NBA players. He made them top tier athletes in the in NCAA. Al and, Horford might be a little bit better than a fringe yeah, NBA okay, player. Not I know Al what Horford. you're getting at, though. Like Not Al Horford. That's being mean to Al Horford. I'm sorry, Al. We're mostly talking about he somehow got Joe Kim Noah to be a viable NBA player to, for a yeah, few years. Yeah, top 15 NBA player. To the point where he's even a defensive player of the year at one point. Like somehow. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, look, what Billy Donovan's done is outstanding, but I think this year it's, I don't know, like what Nick Nurse has done keeping them in the two seed in a very competitive East, like, I got to give it to him. I'm not going to argue. Like, it's yeah. tomato, it's 1A, 1B. Can they just get Coke? deep coaches of the year and then they just fight over it later like (laughs) i would pay to see a nick nurse versus billy donovan fight because i think nick nurse has some straight up g in him i think nick nurse takes him out in the first round i mean nick nurse has that i play basketball in iowa and indiana's vibe He's got that, okay, I'm sick of people talking about Kawhi. They're going to catch these Kawhi fists. <laughs> this Kawhi hands. They're going to catch this claw right here. Exactly. He's going to claw that ass off. <laughs> well, the one thing that basketball has done from all this is they got this COVID thing figured out. Oh, God, did they ever. Thank goodness. Unfortunately, nobody else does, besides maybe the UFC, actually. So those are the only yeah. two places that got it done, but everywhere else it's a mess. Well, UFC and MLS did a good job of it in their bubble tournament. Um, That's fair, okay. I didn't know. You know they're, and they're actually talking about coming back. And they're going to play games in their regular stadiums. And they're even going to allow sta- fans in some stadiums. Yeah, with some, like, distancing and limitations. Yeah, like, like I mean, it's going to be, like, they're, they're literally separated. Like, you have, like, 15 fans per section of stands, yeah, some stupid like, thing like that. Yeah, stadium that holds 60,000, they'll give you maybe 10,000, more yeah. or less. Which, hey, look, I still got to say, like, bravo to you guys for keeping it healthy. But there's one thing I have to say that is it, that runs very true for all three of these sports. Their staff and team combined are less than 50 people. 100%. They have very small cores, more or less. Yeah. Like, you you have the bare minimum amount of people, more or less. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at, for each team, you're looking at two trainers, three coaches, maybe five, depending the, on. No more than 10. Yeah. And, and, and then you have 12 to 15 players to 22 if you're soccer. And then a few, then maybe like 10 miscellaneous people just. Yeah, just. Executive coach, traveling. trainer slash just designated guys, whatever yeah, you want to call it. Trainer, them. yeah, managers, like equipment managers. Human so beings. <laughs> less than thirty to forty play forty individuals traveling with the team and they're able to keep themselves coordinated and not catch COVID and self test. Minus Lou Williams trying to catch the catch those wings and taste and, and he, whatnot. And he still didn't test positive. Lucked out on that yeah, one. Yeah, like what yeah. what's going on here? But then you have the MLB. Yeah, we're going to be just fine. We're just going to change your schedules a little bit. Oh, wait, the Cardinals are and the Marlins. Oh, they got 40 cases combined. Great. Oh, the Marlins. And then then my favorite part, let's add let's add babysitters to to your our, your team hotels that are seriously responsible for making sure you guys get tested every day and are on time to the field and to the stadium you're playing at. And when they do this, the next freaking day one of the highest paid bats in MLB literally walks out of his hotel never to be seen again until he gets off his flight in his home of I don't even know where Yoannis Suspedas lives anymore. 
And he gets he gets home. His agent calls the manager and says, "Hey, he's done. COVID is too real. Goodbye." Hangs up. What are you doing, Mets? What That's is going on? That's the most Mets thing I've ever heard in my life. I oh. I hate it, but I love it. I baseball's just a mess. The Cardinals have had what nine games postponed now because they just got another yeah. one postponed today. Cardinals, Phillies, Marlins. Those are the main ones off the top of my head. A few goodness. others have lost a few uh, games. Not the Brewers. Um, I think the Pirates missed a couple. But. Yeah, Pirates tested positive. A couple Pirates tested positive. Um, the Reds, a couple of Reds tested positive. It's Even though Trevor Bauer is still <laughs> making sure to make himself known that he is not testing positive yet. I mean, there's nothing wrong with testing positive. Like, it happens. Like, it's not like it's, not like it's a crime. But you have so many when you kind of know this, what's at stake. I've not all of those are just like, oh, damn, that's unlucky. There's some, there's some, what's the word I'm looking for? There's some MFs in there. Yeah. And the, the worst, the, the, the thing about baseball is so hard to confine. It, you're talking about, in general, if everything were as it were, this is the sport that has the least amount of rules when you go on travels. You literally show up to your team hotel, you're given your key card, you're said, all right, here's when we got to be there tomorrow, here's when the team bus leaves. Okay. And you're not responsible for being in on a curfew. You're not responsible for just don't get arrested and don't get hung over. I think I think that some teams have like a 12 p.m. like a midnight curfew, something like that. But most teams are just like enjoy the city. I mean, you're here for a weekend, especially when you have those longer series and you play 160 games a year. It's like okay, we can't have like that 12. You can't have the same things you do with like when you play every Sunday, where you have to peak every damn day. Yeah, exactly. Like where like with basketball, basketball literally you show up in the city. You're there for maybe 24 hours. The next day, like you're literally, you show up in the city, you go to sleep at the hotel, you wake up at 8 a.m. for tape, for breakfast, for your morning workout, and then you go back to your hotel room, take a shower, get back up, go to your shoot around at like 4 or 5 p.m., eat lunch in between there sometime, eat your pregame meal if you do that. Do your pregame workout and you're playing by seven, and then as soon as you're done, you take a shower and you're back on a plane. Exactly, it's like, pretty cut and dry. Yeah, with NFL, it's the same thing. You show up in the city usually on Friday or Saturday. You spend one day working out at a local facility at the team hotel. You might get eight hours, but you have a curfew at 10 p.m. every night because you have one game a week. You have to be at. They basically it's the it's the very I don't want to say military stingent, but it's like yeah. It's that you don't get as much free leeway as you do with MLB. Yeah, there's so much science put into NFL. I'll say it. there's so much science put into NFL players compared to any other sport. Especially because killing each other. Too. Exactly, yeah. they're moving at such high speeds. Every team is putting the best. Is their team doctors and their team trainers put them in the absolute perfect position to be at their peak performance at game time. Especially when your health is significantly on the line compared to other sports. Yeah. You can't go. You can't show up hungover and just play quarterback like you can show up hungover and maybe crack a home run like Babe Ruth and oh, eat a hot dog yeah. rounding the bases I was gonna say yeah no there's there's countless stories of Michael Jordan tells stories of when he was in the white in the White Sox organizations drinking bourbon in the in the dugout in like in the during the game exactly like, like that happens it does it's you're not gonna lie about it it's there but like yeah NFL, I mean, you can get away with just being naturally skilled as opposed to naturally gifted a little bit more than a lot of other sports. Like the natural ability to just crack when you make it, when you connect the ball flies far than everyone else. Yeah. It's harder to do that with football and basketball, those type of things. And, you know, it makes you just wonder. It's like, like, don't get me wrong. Football, we talk about the science put into it. They have sleep study coordinators on each team. 
But there's over 100-plus people that will be traveling with NFL. Shit, you got 53-man rosters. <laughs> yeah. You got you had, 10 to 15 coaches. You have 65 traveling with MLB teams, and they're struggling. You have over 100 traveling with the NFL. Is this even going to happen? Especially because that's, let's say, 100 times 32. That's 3,200 people. You can't really bubble them in Disney like you did with yeah. basketball even, which was like, let's say, 40 per maybe yeah like, no like yeah 30 to 40 per team like okay that's less than half per team like that's you can't bubble it really unless we kind of joked about this like you take a somewhere like san antonio that has not san antonio texas yeah you quarantine them by divisions like the nfc afc north quarantine in san antonio the nfc east and the afc east i guess just quarantine in dallas so dallas can have home field since everyone loves the fucking cowboys for some stupid reason i would hate that can you bet they play the play away that would be great <laughs> it's better for the cowboys but <laughs> yeah. and then just maybe and then like austin maybe it's the wests and then yeah. the norths get houston i guess i don't know just like somehow quarantine them like that yeah then either there could, or california would be the only other two options like as far as big enough states to contain i was just thinking about keeping yeah just so they can all stay at they all stay in the same state to kind of limit that travel, but you'd still be quarantining a hundred people, like a hundred people. Let's see, there's eight to be four division, four teams per division, so that's eight hundred people roughly. Yeah, so eight hundred to a thousand, easy. Yeah, for in a city you're trying to because you know teams like the Cowboys would have the entire Jones family traveling with them, and that's an extra fifty people, an extra seventeen cheerleaders that yeah. just made the cutoff CMTs to hit reality show or whatever the fuck you want to call it. So. I don't see how it could work, honestly. You're going to have to take basically the MLB theme back. We're trusting you. I know they have a lot – their facilities are a lot more set up. Like Denver has like the sanitation shower thing. Yeah. They take your temperature and test you every time you walk in. But I just don't know how it's going to work. I'm really hopeful. The NFL has a lot more money than the other places do too. I mean they uh, – You're a trillion-dollar company, yeah. Yeah, where the other ones are multi-billions. You're trillions. Like, yeah. The, it's very possible. I just don't know how. Like, Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. I mean – it's going to be on the players. A lot of the players got to be smart. Yeah. And, you know, you, you, the one thing baseball did that a lot of players are following. Most of them are. Like, you know, that's the thing. is like we, we, the squeaky wheel gets the, the, the oil. You know, it's – unfortunately, there's so many – I say so many. There's so many teams and so many players on each team that there's always one or two on each team that are just those assholes. There's, there's that one guy – like – and that's not even saying everyone who catches is an asshole. Yeah. It's just like one of the people on the team is probably an asshole and maybe caught it, gave it to other people and never got yeah, tested. one of like, them never did their self-test. One of them never did the check-ins. One of them never did this, that, and the other that is there to prevent you from getting it. And guess what? You pass along to your team. And you run out to Magic City in the middle of the night, but this time you're not just going there for the wings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry, Lou Williams, but you're, you're, you know what you did. You we, know what you yeah, did. you know, you, you endangered a lot of people. And that's the thing is, is especially when you talk about the NFL doing it, there's a lot of lives in, in at risk here, and I'm saying lives because there are a lot of people involved in this. I mean, this is not just these guys on one day. I mean, if it's a traveling team, they come back, and guess what? You come back to your family less than three days later. That's an extra seven to ten people in each person's life. And if you go, let's say they do the bubble situation somehow, what about the staff that works there too? You pass along to one of the staff and they take it home. Like it's Because you can't. The staff for the NBA, that's probably just the people helping it, Walt Disney, all that's probably an extra couple thousand, too. That yeah. are, let's say they're staying in the bubble, too, hypothetically. Well, they, they, they technically, if they work at Disney, they have their own Disney housing. Oh, yeah, I'm just saying, so. like, they got to fund that, but they're able to do it with a lot less people because, like yeah. you said, there's a lot less people to attend to. I mean, let's say you're cooking meals for, let's say, hypothetically, 20 people can handle all the NBA players' meals, like 20 chefs throughout the day. 
Yeah, times that by five real quick. So we're going to need 50 of that to handle the NFL. And, and you already saw there were mill problems with the NBA bubble. Hey, that's I mean, why you sneak out to a strip club during the yeah. middle of it. Just to so, <laughs> you know, it, it is it's, it's one of those things. It, it, this has not gone smoothly at all for NBA, but it's gotten better. Um, but yeah, it starts making you question: Will there be an NFL season? Because we're already at risk for losing college football, as we've seen with FCS now having enough conferences opt out. I think there's 12 in total that have opted out now that Missouri Valley and the Big Sky have opted out. Two of the bigger ones too. Don't like have that. playoffs. And now they're playing in the spring, and a lot of those players talk about transferring. I mean, I know a few from the MVC, like preseason All Americans, like yeah, we want to try and go to the NFL, so we're gonna look, we're gonna enter the transfer portal, and see what happens. Yeah. The Big Ten and the Big Twelve, they're trying. Maybe not the Big Twelve, but the Big Ten's playing conference only. Yeah, not even big, playing. Uh, big Ten, Pac twelve, Big Twelve, pretty much ACC everywhere. and SEC have all decided division only. Um, the SEC went so far as to add two cross division games to their two already being played. So now they have 10 total games. Um, and, you know, it's funny because the Big Ten has postponed their pad practices now um, a little bit later. But we've already seen the Sun Belt. We've already seen the MAC conferences from the FBS cancel their team, their their season. The Sun Belt just happened tonight, MAC earlier today. That's two FBS conferences and, then and yeah. countless, literally countless at this point. Preseason All-Americans, preseason watch list guys, um, preseason conference contenders, that players that are literally on the fringe of either going to the pros or making a name for themselves as a freshman, sophomore, junior. Basically, not, they need not, to play. Not playing, they, get, yeah. they need to play. They can't Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. They expect, no, nah, I'm good, I'm Trevor. Yeah. Like, these guys got to play to get their shot, not just play to make it. They got to play to get a shot in hell, more or less. Exactly. And, you know, I'll give a lot of respect to the players. Like, it's – you're you're a teenager most for the most part they're all 18 to 21 that are opting out and they have their whole life ahead of them and they're doing this for their health in a in a program set up to not do that throughout their career i mean they literally they're just now fought for their own you know money to come through and on top of that now we add covid into their situation and it's like well what are you guys going to do you know (laughs) You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yeah, and, and then one of the insiders that's been basically more or less saying like, oh, there's word that the FCS, that the big guys, like one of them that's been right so far also says, yeah, with the MAC canceling, college football's done. Once we had an FBS school finally pull the trigger, everyone else's decision got a lot easier. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see college football just postponed. Yeah. Which could be amazing come spring if we do get sports to have March Madness and the college football playoff almost going simultaneously. You know, honestly, I think March Madness had to get pushed back to May. I think you – I think – if football cancels, I honestly think you postpone everything until January at the very earliest. Like, it has to be January, February at the earliest before you start playing any sport. Depending on how vaccine and medication comes along, too, because yeah. it'll probably, if I had to take a shot in the dark, I'm going to say if there is something that gets taken care of, it gets taken care of towards the end of November, early December. Yeah. That's just my shot in the dark. And it's I'm, obviously not foolproof, but it's to the point where it does enough to where we can go back to doing stuff kind of like it basically turns into a flu-like situation. We're like... Yeah, you'll probably die from it possibly, but it's not a rampant disease that we can't stop because, you know, just get fucking vaccinated and don't be an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's crazy because, you know, you, you talk about all these things that you can do to prevent, you know, for – for I'm a big NCAA football fan, so a lot of my, like, Instagram and stuff is teams like Auburn, like, you know, North Carolina, like – uh, Nebraska, all these teams pop up on my For You pages for all that, and so I see a lot of their players – Showing out their new helmets Every single video that had the face mask With the face shield to prevent the COVID Splash, you know, guard Whatever you want to call it 
every single one fogged up. Oh, yeah. It's they sprayed like their anti-fog thing on it, and it fogged up again. It's like when you wear a mask, you have glasses. When you breathe, you're going to fog up. It's yeah, just- it's... And it's like you can't play a sport where you're crashing into each other at the pace of a 30-mile-per-hour head-on collision. If you can't see where that collision's going. Yeah, and expect to be okay when if, with no vision. Like, you can't do that. And it's just, it's hard to watch. It's hard to see. And, you know, these kids are – a lot of them, this is their one chance to play, play football at a higher level. A lot of them have dreams to go higher and will be stunted because of this. I feel like it, it's in the best interest of everyone. Postpone, cancel the season. Everyone gets an extra year of eligibility, which I think they already have, if I'm not mistaken, or at least a yeah. lot. Just push it back. Don't make them make the choice of trying the transfer portal, trying to play with this. Just just postpone it back. Let's figure this all out. This is a once-in-a-lifetime, knocking on wood sort of thing. Let's treat it that way, more or less. Yeah. If we have COVID-2021 next year, COVID-20 pop up next year during this time, then okay, then we'll talk, then we'll figure it out then. But like, Yeah, I think this year it's just safer at this point. X nay, I mean, look, you, you can't do college sports too. Because let's say, oh, we got this, we got the game taken care of. Well, they're going back to their dorms with all the other party kids. They're going to bars. You can't monitor these teenage kids, and you can't expect we can't expect grown men to not go to Magic look, City. How could you expect eighteen year olds not to go? I think I think we can both speak from our own experience in college that, uh, yeah, the odds of some but a college kid, especially a D one college athlete. In a big city like in Austin or a U.S. Or yeah, in a big college Ale- city Los where Angeles, a like bunch of people are around, uh, especially of, of the other gender, and they are attractive, and you're a D1 athlete, and, well, let's just say things would happen that would not be conducive for helping the the st- stagnation of COVID-19. That's, That's a we, very long way of saying someone's going to catch it and give it to someone Yeah, else. and, you know, it's, it, look, Sam Darnold – a pro athlete inside his little pro bubble caught mono. Yeah, that's all. And he's a 20, 21-year-old, too, so he came to the pros as a children. So, so. I know that's New York, but, like, let's be honest. Like, that happened when he was already in his own little security bubble for the NFL. Well, the security bubble for the NFL is ten times greater than it is for the college players. So... Oh, boy. And a lot of colleges, like, they already have athletes testing positive in these off-season workouts, and they have to halt them. Like, I love college football. I love high school sports. I love all of them, but I don't see that's going to work. Like, some places are canceling high school sports. I mean, I know. Yeah. And then other ones are saying, like, oh, no, we'll be fine. We'll just adjust the schedule and stuff like that. Like, like There's places like Iowa and Alabama. They're like, we will play our sports. We'll find a way. And I'm like, yeah, and that was really rough for baseball. Teams, some teams didn't even play for, like, two weeks. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. Um I know Alabama K Ivy keeps coming out and the governor for Alabama keeps coming out and saying flat out, if you want to see an iron bowl, wear your fucking mask. Like she doesn't say wear your fucking mask, but literally wear your fucking mask. If you want to see an iron bowl, it's, it just, it's like, that's their way of, it's really coercing not, people to wear a mask. It's really not that hard. I mean, it literally does absolutely nothing besides <laughs> maybe you shouldn't sprint in it. Maybe it's a little harder to sprint or walking upstairs is slightly harder, I guess. But. Hey, I watched Mike Trout do a whole entire workout in his mask and, we're not all Mike Trout, though. But Look, if I can see, if I watch Mike Trout do it, I, it makes me want to do it. Exactly. If Mike Trout can do it, you probably can't do it as well, but you can do it. You can try. <laughs> it's not that hard. I mean, people wear masks in the hospitals all day long. People wear them in Afghanistan in the desert. Like, soldiers wear them all damn day long. You can wear them for 10 minutes in the grocery store, Karen. Exactly, yeah. it's. I mean, it's rough. I. I but look, it's, it's the life we live. But I think, I don't know, man. 
let's knock on wood and hope that we can actually have something to talk about for a while instead of having to expect, well, let's wait for stuff to happen again. Exactly. Yeah, it's rough. Um, but as long as there's sports, you will still hear from us. So don't worry, people. At least the UFC's kind of got to figure it out, too. I mean, it's a lot easier when you have, tw- let's see, 12 fights, so 24 fighters, and then two to three coaches per. It's like a ba- it's basically like one NBA team, more or less. Yeah, it's, can- like, it's like six to eight people involved in each team. Basically, yeah, and then you have... Then you have the production staff, which is a lot smaller than that for the other ones because you have an octagon, not a full 100-yard field or 40-yard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have field. a tenth of the amount of people to do the production staff than you normally would. Exactly, and it's easier to test individuals and then stick them in a hotel room. And if they're positive, it's like, okay, get the heck out. Yeah. Because they're not spreading it to anyone besides their two coaches as opposed look, to the entire team. Look, the, the entire UFC could round an entire Holiday Inn Express and fit everybody involved in that Holiday Inn Express. They rented out an island, and they did just fine. They took a motel room there, and they had no issues. I mean, yeah, like, uh, and, and bravo to them, first of all, for being able to do that and taking the initiative to do that. I will very rarely give Dana White credit, but I'm giving him credit on this one that I didn't like the idea to begin with, but Fight Island and your bubble in Vegas are, are great options. Like, bravo to you, man. It was great, and he said he wanted to show other sports how to do it. And he did. The problem is other sports have a lot more people. But, like, you did it, and you killed it, and we have it, and we're all thankful for it because we at least have some sort of sports ball combativeness. Like Derek Lewis beating the crap out of somebody today. Yeah, he he's back, and he looks leaner. It looks a lot leaner, which isn't saying much because he wasn't going to get a whole lot bigger and be able to throw punches. <laughs> but he looked lean. He looked fast. I mean, he threw a flying knee and a jumping head kick. I mean, Derek Lewis could be a monster to come forward, and he's still got the power of a brick you-know-what house coming in each fist. Yeah, yeah. And each punch he throws, especially when he's in top position, it sounds like he's absolutely murdering somebody's skull like the mountain and over it. It's like, oh, God, oh, God, that shouldn't look like that. <laughs> that definitely is. It's, it's great to see. So, you know, going forward, like I said, as long as there's sports, you'll still hear from us. But, yeah, we uh, we finally got back around to, to, to coming back from our, our overdose on sports when they after they finally came back. But we'll, we'll be back soon. Um, we're going to preview the playoffs as the bubble closes up. We're going to preview the playoff going forward, and we will try to get – uh, a special guest on for that episode. We'll have football predictions, assuming that the yeah. football still stays intact. We'll have our regular season predictions, and we got some big UFC fights coming. Heavyweight championship on the line next week too. Trilogy DC and Stipe. Who's the best heavyweight ever? That'll be a God. Fun please one. let it be Stipe. I do not want DC to win this, and oh, I can't stand DC. You're the, which is weird, is because you're the most like DC person I've ever met. I know, but I don't like him because we're alike. It, but he's just so much worse at trash talking, though. Like. If we had a trash talk battle, I'd dominate him 10 out of 10 times. Unless we actually get face-to-face, then he'd win one because, well, he'd just literally lay on me and I'd die. Yeah, that's a very weird thing to hear out loud. Okay. <laughs> Normally, it's the opposite way. You'll just sit on someone and kill them, not the other way around. Look, DC is a big man, and I can't deny that man's a great wrestler. He's, but he's a terrible, terrible trash talker. Yeah, he's kind of corny, but at the same time. It's like listening to dad jokes 24-7 when you're just over dad jokes. You are never over dad jokes. You specialize in dad jokes. I specialize, but I use one per per, per trash talk. You use he uses per seven sentence. per line of his trash talk, and his trash talk comments are like six paragraphs long. It's like, no, DC. One line, 17 words. That's all you got to do. Wow, did you just like basically describe how to? Did you just mansplain to DC how to talk? I mean, is that what yeah, you're I mansplained to DC how to talk. That's like mansplaining. That's like the president mansplaining how to comb your hair. That's not quite going to work. Look, <laughs> that man hasn't combed his hair since 1954 when he dodged the draft. 
that's all we got time for tonight, guys. It's, it's always fun to talk about sports. We'll have more more stuff next week with the NBA playoffs, the fights, a whole lot more coming up. So stick around and follow. Along. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.